The jail booth became a confessional, full of admitted sins, forgiveness, and answered prayers. In the midst of his ramblings about how and why he could do better, I heard myself mumble, brother, we need you. All right, brothers, we back, we back. Black Man Lab, After Flow, right here in the ATL in the Andrew and Walter Young YMCA where the After Flow all got started. So, um, man, good to see you, brothers. Good to be home, man. Like nine cities in 15 days or something, 1,700 miles. So, sheesh. But um, y'all tell me what it was like tonight because I was running over Morehouse and CAU. What was the vibe tonight? What, what, you know, introduce yourself first and then we got to talk about the vibe. Put me on the vibe. Okay. We're going to start here, then we go here, and then we got the, the YMCA represented. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, we give thanks. This has been our home for a minute. But, but introduce yourself. Also, oh, I'm Carrie Patrick. I'm an inspiring actor. So um, it's pretty good. I'm glad to be here. So I'm working on a film right now called Love in Atlanta. So is in the middle of shooting right now, so I can't talk about it too much because of the NDA, but. All right, there you go. Good, yeah. Uh, you got you, you represent Maze? Maze High, Raider Nation. Maze High. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's like the, the the Whitney Young, Kenwood, Chicago thing, right? Maze versus Doug, yep. you know, so. Yep. Rivalry. Big rivalry, big rivalry. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. My brother, how you doing? All right, brother, how you? All right, man, I'm good, I'm good. Tell them. Who you work with, what you doing, tell them your name, right, let them know right. who you are. Reese Galt, an Atlanta native. I am an entrepreneur in the logistics space. Okay. And I am also the founder and uh, president of Hood 180 Inc. And that is a nonprofit organization founded off of the principles of scholarship, mentorship, and entrepreneurship. Mm. We've been in existence for about a decade now. It was started on the heels of uh, rest in peace, our tro uh, brother Trayvon Martin. Okay, and uh, it came about because um, the challenge to do something, even if you don't know what you're doing. And yes. we did not know what we were doing when we first started. But you had, but you had to move. We had to do. Spirit something. told you to move. Right. Turn that's, that, that's, that potential energy into kinetic. Yeah. It was deep as that. So many things are birthed out of these tragedies. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. my whole organizing was birthed out of a friend of ours, brother Marty and I lost a friend. And when we went to his funeral, they talked about him in a way that I was like, as much as I love him and my wife who was sitting there at the time at this funeral, we weren't married yet. They couldn't talk about me like that. Cause I wasn't about <clears throat> doing really anything to give to community. I was just about my own self gratification. Mm -hmm. And when that brother died, it something touched me that said, you gotta do more. Mm -hmm. And so these tragedies sometimes will birth um, new life, oh, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, because we know that that energy, there is no, death isn't, you know, that's not in our tradition, that it, it live, we live, that energy lives. So mm -hmm. it's just transferred, but appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. What's up, bro? How you doing, man? Yes, sir, man, I'm great, man. It's Tell them, tell them, tell them what you do here at the Andrew and Walter Young YMCA. Yes, sir. So I am a team director here at the Young YMCA. I'm in charge of the BYMOC, the Boys and Young Men of Color Initiative. Um, that is actually nationwide at on um, this point, and really just getting these teens to you know wake up, really express themselves, and understand that they are valuable. They can provide that value onto the earth, ex um, as well as you know get them on that platform to be leaders. 
gotcha. and really reach back. So that's what I'm here for. Man, you you almost look like a teen yourself. How yeah. old are you, brother? I'm 24 years old, Woo! man. 24. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Um, where, where you where you from originally? Tell them your name. So you didn't even tell them your name. Yeah. So my name is Jamie Glenn again. Um, my um, I'm from Atlanta. I used to live in Inglewood, California, um, Crenshaw's Lawson area. Uh -huh. That's where um my family is really from. But we used to live there for about seven years. Came out here to Atlanta. Um, I came out, I believe, in the Sweetwater, Austell area. Mm -hmm. Um, went to the Lawrenceville. Now I'm here in, in um Atlanta right now. So all right, it's been all a journey, right. man. It's been a journey. Right on, right on, right on. Man, we've been all over the state, right? So check. We've asked brothers from Augusta to Albany to Savannah, you name it. And brothers have responded about what they want in this moment. Tomorrow's a big election, right? Um, some say bigger than others, but tomorrow's a big election. You sitting across from the governor. You sitting across from the new, the senator. What is it that you're saying as a black man that we want? We want the world to hear what black men got to say. Mm -hmm. Kick it off for us, brother. What, what would you say to him? You sitting across from, what do you want? I would first and foremost, uh, as the official position on a reparations package. Mm -hmm. Reparations now, now. Mm -hmm. No inclusions, no takeaways, a package. That's uh, the full definition of what uh, reparations is. Mm -hmm. And I would add um, land, mm -hmm. money, and to actually repair, rehabilitate, or what have you. Uh, and when I say no inclusions, make that reparations package for the descendants of those uh, that were in, those black people that are still considered black mm -hmm. that was uh, enslaved in this country, and uh, yeah, and what I would ask the uh, brothers around me because I believe that was a question as well. We get together for different events, some positive, some neutral. <laughs> you know, we get together for sporting events and things like that. But we have a lot of money and a lot of uh, manpower in all kinds of ways that we could use to further whatever that is that we want to uh, uh, further. That includes gentrification in the wrong hands, because I do believe in gentrification, but I don't believe in, in exploitation mm -hmm. and uh, being uh, mismanaged and replaced. Mm -hmm. And so what I would uh, ask the brothers around me is what can we do uh, as a collective to push our agenda forward. What a good idea is, and which is also what I would ask for in the reparations package, is we have just experienced where Atlanta Medical Center has closed. Mm -hmm. It was Georgia Baptist when I was born there back in the 80s. Right. Okay, would it not be a good idea for all of these black uh, professionals in the medical industry to come together as a collective and those uh, of us that are not in the industry to come behind them as a collective and then subsidize that with the state, the county, the, 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 the what have you. And invest. To, invest in our own hospital because when you go through Louisville, Chicago, what have you, see Jewish hospitals, we mm -hmm. have our own. Right, all right, all right. Appreciate you, brother, appreciate you. Jump in. Oh yeah, um, I would say, I would ask the uh, the governor, what can we do about black on black crime? Um, and what can we do about the rappers? Um, like how can we protect Georgia rappers? Because as we all just noticed about takeoff, you know, that was very sad, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So he was, uh, you know, appealing to the community with the Migos and stuff like that. So how can we 
protect all the Georgia rappers from getting, you know, from getting killed. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's too many rappers out here that's just dying for no good reason, for mm -hmm. no reason at all. So too many brothers dying. Too many right? brothers dying, period. Too many brothers dying. Yeah. Um, part of um part of our challenge is the devaluation of black life. Mm -hmm. And that devaluation is is born out of a system. And people often give the system a lot of um latitude. You know, they they say, well, it's, it's me killing you. Mm -hmm. But part of it is, is that the system says it's okay for me to kill you. Exactly. For real, for real. Yeah. Exactly. It's okay for the police and it's okay for me. And no, there's no outrage. Right. There's no outrage, but we got to build our own thing as well. Yes. Um, so I hear you, I hear you. Mm -hmm. um, what would you ask of us? What are you asking of of us, you, you you have a chance right now, you're speaking to black men all over the world. What, oh, yeah. what do you want black men all over the world to do? For us brothers to just come together and love, you know what I mean? Cause we, we are a brotherhood, you know what I'm saying? We are our brother's keeper, you know what I mean? So for us to just come together, you know, come together as one, because this is a great platform every single week, you know what I'm saying? So great platform, all brothers from all walks of life. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, we just come together and show each other brotherly love. All right. You know what I'm saying? So Brotherly love. Brotherly love. Jamie, what you got, brother? Yes, sir. So, you know, if I was sitting in front of um, the governor right now, it's kind of interesting because this younger generation, they're so bright and, you know, they want to work so hard, but they don't have no guidance. Mm -hmm. They don't know where to feed their thoughts. They don't know where to have that direction where they can take their thoughts to the next platform and really actually make something of themselves, make a business or even make an impact. So what I would ask them is what can we put in place or what resources can we allocate to have even our elders or the people who have made it come and reach back and really take them under their wing and walk them through the proper steps to get to that next level? Because, I mean, we see I'm, I'm sure y'all saw them today on the way here. Y'all seen teens on the side of the road selling water bottles yeah. mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. that's a certain level of hard work. You can't teach that. Right. So why can't we take the hard work that they have in their minds and put it somewhere where they will be beneficial towards instead of selling water bottles. I mean, let's be honest, water bottles is, is a means to an end. But why can't they sell, um, I would say, coding? Why can't they sell coding? Why can't they sell um, insurance? Why can't they sell real estate? Why are we not feeding them in to something that will be beneficial long term instead of something that would be good just for, you know, the week, just to make the bottom line? And um, for the brothers, give yeah. it, tell the brothers what you want to tell them. What, what do you want to tell all these brothers yeah. right now? You got the mic. Tell them this is what we need, brother. We need you to do this. Yeah, like kind of just like what I just said. It's just once you get to that certain platform, don't be afraid to reach back because I guarantee you, like when you reach back and you pull someone along, you really start that domino effect of change. And I often see, and I and I honestly had this problem when I was in college. When I saw another black man, I was trying to size him up. I was trying to be better than him. But then I kind of retract that that back in my brain. I was like, that's not that's not healthy. Mm. That's not the healthy mindset for the black community. We need to look at each other and be like, okay, that's my brother. How can I help you? How can I support you? Or how can we work together? You know what I mean? So where'd it's just you, where'd really you go to college? Albany State University. Albany the, State. The unsinkable. The unsinkable. Oh, hey man. Because we're Albany State. We had we we had Albany State pull up. Yes, sir. <laughs> He's doing all of that. Ram That's Nation. a Fort Valley State man oh, over there. We don't like that. <laughs> that that HBC, HBCU rivalry is real. That's like a yep. Morehouse and Clark right. and FAMU and Bethune-Cookman and oh, 
Uh, Howard and Hampton, but yeah. you know what? It's all love. Exactly. See, I get to be pan HBCU. Like a Pan-Africanist, I'm pan HBCU. I'm with yeah, all, exactly. I'm all HBCU. Gotcha. Brothers, we always close, and it's important. Habits, rituals, and disciplines, right? The power of it is that we have an opportunity to share your best practice. And just imagine if this get hits, and I, I, I know um, Calfani and I'm getting ready to make this thing run. A million men are gonna watch this. So we got a million men to do one thing on a daily basis that you do. Don't tell them what you think they should do if you ain't doing it, that you do. Mm-hmm. I like for y'all to share that in a in a you know about thirty seconds so we can uh, keep pushing. You want to start? Okay. So every day I am uh, into breath work, qigong. Mm. And so what that does for me that's that's my way that I connect with the Almighty. Okay. You know that I don't believe in putting limits on God. Who are we to say how one can connect with the Almighty? Who who are we? Yeah, yeah. So that is how. I personally do it. Breath and work. I, breath work. She in the gone. morning and after uh, I uh, finish my workout, I'm in the steam, I'm in the sauna, I'm doing breath work and it centers me. It connects me to my pineal gland. And from the inside out, I'm able to bring about great things. How long is that that process, that breathing work? Well, how long it, do you it, know? it depends on uh, what kind of time I have. Okay. So in the mornings, I'm taking about 10 to 15 minutes. Okay, just have, breathing work. 10 to 15 minutes of breathing, breathing work. work. That's a lot. And uh, cool. after working out, if I had the time, I'm, I'm doing about 30 minutes. Wow, okay, okay. Appreciate you. Y'all look yeah. it up. Say it Qigong. Again. Qigong. Mm-hmm. Y'all see I pronounced it correctly. Qigong. <laughs> Play with me. Know what we doing out here. My brother. Okay, so every day I just, oh, I'm sorry. So every day I just talk to God, you know what I mean? Talk to the Lord because um, without him, I believe, you know, this is this is me. Without him, I'm nothing. Without Jesus, I'm nothing. And okay. This, this is just me. So I, I talk to the Lord and I thank him for waking me up this morning. I thank him for the use and activities of, of my limbs. Thank you, Lord, for the gifts that he's given me. Because every the Bible says every gift and every perfect gift is from above. Mm-hmm. So um and also, you know, I go over my um my lines for my for the movie that I'm supposed to be in, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it does it, it settles me down and stuff like that. And also read from time to time when it, you know, when I get a chance. I don't do it as I should, but I read like I, you know, when I when I get a chance to. So right. it works out for me. All right. All right. Appreciate you. Jamie, what you doing, man? Yes, sir. So um when I left college, I started, you know, I wanted to find myself a little bit more, really focused and master myself. So the first thing I do every morning, um, I open up my Bible and I do a little bit of Bible study. Um it's something called the FCA um Com- the competition book, and it has a word for each day of the year. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yes, sir. Okay. Exactly, exactly. So, um, my so y'all didn't think I knew that. She said FCA. <laughs> Amen. Yes, sir. I was in FCA back in the day. Oh yeah, man. man. Yeah, yeah. Great experience, man. But um, I definitely opened that book up. Um, me as an athlete, it has those athletic type of quotes and direction. But with sports, you can in- incorporate that to life. Very simply. So. Um, I, I dive into that book and then I actually dive into a book that I'm reading for a month just to feed in that knowledge as soon as I wake up in the morning, get my mind rolling. And I definitely go into the gym because I um, definitely feel like going to the gym and, you know, getting that physical act- activity out really, you know, it's been, it's 
beneficial for the day. Yeah. Um, and you get that good energy in you. And then, you know, from doing those three steps alone, you already, you know, you upbeat, feeling good about yourself. Your energy is very, I would say, in infectious. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. you you just ready to make change. So, yeah. And so when the sport you played, you were a swimmer? <laughs> make that joke. Nah, man. I was football, man. Football. Football all the way, man. Yes, sir. Hey, brothers, man. We appreciate you all, man. Can I man. say one more thing? I'm also getting into the gym because uh friend over here, Reese, he's uh, training me to get in the gym, so I'm, I'm getting to work out as well. So Now, let me ask this question. Did you know him before Black Man Lab? Yes, I did. I've known him for about 25 years. Okay, so y'all y'all yeah. friends. He's, he's introduced me to Black Man Lab. So. All right, all right. Yeah. And so... Y'all feeding each other. Yes, exactly. Hey, that's what we're looking for, brothers. We're looking for to build a community, a black man ecosystem that feeds each other spiritually, exactly. mentally, physically, exactly. so that we can be the warriors that our community needs us to be in this moment. Appreciate you, brothers, man. I Thank y'all. Black Man Lab after flow. I say. Black man got something to say, and it's powered by the New Georgia Project, baby. Atlanta.